Sometimes we watch Netflix. Those are the two things we do. I like that guy. Yeah, that's the well. That's your guy. You created that guy. Uh, uh, I'm not taking responsibility for that guy. You, you, you hold on to that guy. I like that you're worried about that guy, but your loud gibberish Italian guy is just totally... Yeah, I don't care. Like, nobody gives a shit, dude. Nobody cares. Why is that? That's Fred Flintstone in Italy. Fred Flintstone. Flintstone. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> hey man, man is aggressive hand gestures. <laughs> Fred Flintstone, I tell you, <laughs> you don't wanna fuck with a Fred Flintstone. <laughs> You're the fucking with a friend, Flintstone, now, ma! God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, welcome to another episode of I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. We are on our Wednesday night, 4.30 p.m. Central Instagram Live, saying hi to all the Instagrammers out there. Thanks for joining us over here. You can follow us on the socials. You can write in bobandclint at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, how you doing, dude? It's good to see you. You look good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I've been. I've had a couple days uh, home alone. So a home alone is good. Yeah. But that's going to end shortly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking forward to, to it ending. <laughs> I'm looking you forward are? to learning how to speak again. I'm learning forward to learning how to talk. I'm leaning forward while you're learning forward. So we talked about this in one of the previous episodes, how you get that alone time and you, you think you are going to use it all. And you do because you need it. But then, you know, you just said you're looking forward to it ending, right? You miss your family. You miss your kid. Yeah. I mean, I want to see Scarlett. Right. But I'm going to be with Scarlett. It's just going to be me and her for like four days, which is, uh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Because my wife's not going to be here. Where's she going? Houston? She's already gone. She's in Arizona. What's going on in Arizona? She's just went on a trip with her sister and family. We're sending Nova to her grandparents for a week. And during that week, my wife booked her own Airbnb to get away from me. So... Everyone's looking forward to all that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. How do you feel <laughs> about that? Uh, fine. Mix, mixed emotions? Mixed bag? Uh, I mean, you know, 
It hurt my feelings. But. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, dude. What are you talking about? Uh, it hurt my feelings. How about this? How about this? Oh, we'll be able to have some romantic alone time together. Oh, by the way, I got my own Airbnb. I was like, look, uh, and you know, I just asked her straight up. I was like, if if you're like meeting some secret lover there, then I'm really bummed about that. So is that what's happening? She was like, definitely not. I just want to be alone and be in the woods. And I was like, all right, well, go for it. I love you. I support you. All these ladies on Instagram are saying uh, that's normal and women need their alone time. Well, I I didn't. Hey, I when I you can even ask her. I didn't put up a fight at all. I said, if that's what you need, go for it, babe. Yeah, well, I I I agree. I think people need alone time. But how long did she book the uh, Airbnb for? Uh, it's for a week. For a week, I think. <laughs> so it wasn't like it was a two days of the week. It was all week. Yeah. Well, I don't really know what to say. I respect her and I I love her. And if that's what she needs, then. I'm happy for her to get get whatever she's getting from that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I mean, what it. can you do? What can you say? You can't you know? say anything. Can't say anything. I did say um, in the very beginning of the convo. I did say, "Oh well, that sounds nice. I'd I'd like to go. Can I? I mean, <laughs> am I invited? <laughs> but that wasn't so. Doesn't matter. Whew. Yeah, it's fun. We're having some fun. I'm just going to get on a plane and fly to Austin and hang out with your ass. You're always invited, man. Come on down. Have to, after that flight, though, <laughs> we'll have to quarantine you in an Airbnb for two weeks before you I'll can have to, qu- <laughs> have to quarantine for 14 days while my wife's in an Airbnb. And then when she finally comes home, I'll be able to come home. But then I have to quarantine myself here for another 14 days. Uh, no, my, well, my in-laws are coming to stay with us uh, to visit. And Isabel went and got a test today. Just because they're a little older and we're 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 worried about keeping them safe, but we want to see them and they want to see Nova. So now, what she test, got the is, test she, today. is she getting a test to see if she has it or has been exposed to it? She got the test to see if she has it. Oh wow! Is that yeah. easy to get now? Yeah, here it is. I don't know what Texas is like, but here you just it's free. You drive up to a thing. They they basically shove a Q tip up your nose. Really, and it's really uncomfortable and painful because they go way up in there. Yeah. And then you get the results back in three to five days. <laughs> so it's not like immediate. It's not immediate. It's like the old school AIDS tests. Did, did you, you ever, ever get? I got yeah, some AIDS tests. Yeah, here we go. I know what we're doing. You did? How many do you, How many AIDS tests do you think you got? Uh, I probably got like five altogether over time. Okay. I would have guessed more from you. I got <laughs> I got my, well, dude, I've been, I'm, I'm pretty careful. I'm germaphobe. So I got my first one in 95 when I got sober. And it, back then you had to wait two weeks, dude. How are you feeling during that waiting process? Not great. So, well, here's here's the story. So I go <laughs> to the public clinic because that's the only place I could afford. I didn't have health insurance or anything to get the test. Because up until that point, for like years, I thought I may have had AIDS because I've like gave plasma one time and they were like, Hey man, your blood work was a little weird. We're going to test your blood today. Come back tomorrow for the results. Did I go back for the results? Fuck no. I'm not going back to get the AIDS thumbs up on the AIDS. So I never went back and I didn't go to a doctor for six years. So for six years I was like, well, who knows? I'm told that that's actually clinically how they deliver the news too. They just go, well, however they delivered the news, I didn't want the news. 
Because the right. news was either game over or game on or game on. But <laughs> mine was like, no news is good news. Yeah, okay. So for the, the next five or six years, I was like, well, let me just be careful just in case. But when I got sober, I was like, well, I, you know, I got to find out one way or the other. So I went and got tested and then they're like, yeah, we'll have the results in two weeks. Right. And I was like, I don't know if I can take two weeks. And so literally I went out to my car and I did this thing where I prayed to God, to the unseen, unknown entity called God. And I said, God, please take away this fear. I don't know if I can handle two weeks of this. And literally I heard, like I heard, but I didn't hear it, but I felt heard a voice say, it's okay. And then the fear went away completely for two weeks. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And literally I didn't have any fear about it for two weeks. And then, uh, of course, the day that I had to go down to get the results, I was like a little freaked out. And I went down there and like, I'm doing that thing where I like go in there and, uh, I'm like looking at the nurse, looking at the doctor to see if they have like that sad face, like they're about yeah, to yeah. deliver the the, the AIDS yeah. news. And I go in there, and the guy immediately is like, "Yeah, you don't have, you're good, you you tested fine, you know, you you're negative." But dude, <clears throat> so then cut to six months later, you know, because they're like, "Well, you might have gotten it in the last six, you know, takes a while to show up." So six months later, I go in there for my second follow up AIDS test. The first time I go in there, by the way, not only did I get the AIDS test, dude, is this Instagram? I'm okay. You're okay. Me just talking about all my sexually transmitted medical shit history. I hope so. Should this be called Bob's medical history, Graham? Remember the the yellow school bus where you would go into the little school bus and the, the magic school bus and then you'd go into the human body and, and explore? Remember that? That cartoon? That's what this is. The podcast is that, but it's we're going into your urethra, into your penis. All right. So anyway, so not only did I get the AIDS test, but I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well get everything. And they're like, did uh, you get you, swabbed? So they gave me the fucking swab. Have you ever had the swab? No, All right, I have let, not. Let me, let me go through it with you. Oh, man. I don't think I can handle it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I can handle this. Well, what do you know what they do? I know what happens. I know what's going on. You tell me what happens then. They they swab the inside of your urethra. How do they do they that? Put a, they put a Q-tip in your penis. Right. They kind of jam it in there about an inch. Okay. Okay. I know how it works. And then they pull it out. And it's my favorite. Okay. It's everything that you would expect that to feel like, but worse. Right. It's not cool. There's nothing cool about it. <laughs> and you sure there's not a little something cool about it? I mean, there's something cool in that a stranger is holding your penis when it's happening. <laughs> right. Let me take a wild guess on uh, the state of uh, an erection state. I'm going to guess no erection during this process. There, I don't think there was any blood in below my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> like all the blood in my entire body was above the belly button because the blood was afraid of it. My penis was so flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I get, on. so all right, so I get that done. It's awful, awful. Yeah. Go back two weeks later, everything comes back normal and I don't have anything. Like the swab, the AIDS, everything. So now six months later, I'm back in the same 
place. I get the blood drawn for the AIDS test. And the nurse, who's like, who knows, you know, I I don't, I feel like she was an older woman. Not that that matters. I'm there and she's like, okay, well, take down your, pull your pants down. And I'm like, no, wait, hold on. I'm not getting the, I already got the other thing. She's like, pull your pants down. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm. Then you find out you're not in an actual doctor's office. But here's the thing. Like, obviously, if that happened today, I'd be like, zip. And I'd have fun with it, you know, because I'm a man now. But at the time, I was barely a, a barely an adult at that t- point in my life. Like, I was so different than I am now that when an adult, especially like a doctor said, do it, I just did it. You just do it. Yeah, absolutely. You don't ask questions. Yeah. So I just did it. And I didn't want to do it, but she said, do it. So I was just like, well, I did it. And and I'm like, uh, I, I got this test. She's like, you got to get it again. And I'm, mm. and she just grabs my dick. Oh, no, like, you lit- did it again? Lit- no, she fucking grabbed my dick and did it again. Oh man! And I was like, no, nah, I was like, no, You're screaming. No, I, I mean, I don't know if I was screaming no in my head or if it was ap- actually happening in the office, but it was happening somewhere in my head. Like, I don't know if it was in the physical, like a lot of stuff happens in my head that doesn't actually yeah. happen in the real world. Yeah. And it was over before it started, but I get it. Like I get when like people say, oh, I was, you know assaulted or something sexually assaulted i understand that how that whole thing ha- works so i get it like when people say well i didn't know what i was frozen or because you're in that situation you're not thinking clearly someone wrote that's some intense flirting <laughs> <laughs> what a way to try to ask you out on a date Damn. Any- anyways she did it and of course after that every time and then i guess i went back in for maybe like a couple years later, I was getting married. And uh, when I got married, I had to get one. And I guess when I got married the second, I got, I've been married twice now. And when I got married the second time, I think I had to get one. Uh, so I, I've had four for sure. When I was 25, I had, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I had a urinary tract infection, which is rarer in men. It's more common in women. I just had to pee a lot. It didn't hurt when I peed or anything. I just had the sensation to pee even when I didn't have to pee. So I go to my dumb fucking Alabama general practitioner. And I'm like, hey, so yeah, I've, I've, you know, I just feel like I have to pee. What's going on? And he's like, well, it could be a couple of things. It could be diabetes. It could be uh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, and it could be prostate cancer. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. God damn. And so I was like, well, so what do you need from me? You need like a urine sample. You need some blood work. He's like, yeah, we need some urine. Need a little blood work. And then as he's saying that, he starts closing the window, the, the, the doctor's office had a window. He's closing it, and he's like, I'm going to have to check your prostate. <laughs> I was 25. Right. And I was like, Doc, like, I, I, I actually told him to wait. I was like, hold on a minute. We got to talk about this. I was like, I'm 25 years old. I'm nowhere near prepared psychologically or emotionally, spiritually right. for this thing. I was told you get this when you're 50 or something. And he's like, well, I mean, it could save your life. You know, you might have this thing. And I was like, well, I, I took a shower today, but I didn't take a going to have someone's hand in my ass type of shower today. So just FYI on the he's like, I don't give a fuck. I do this all the time. So he puts his whole hand in my ass. Horrible experience. One of the most one of the worst experiences of my whole life. Like, I think I really freaked out in an unusual way because he was like tapping the side of my like bare ass. He was like, calm down. He's like, quit clinching. Chill out, you know? <laughs> And it was so rough. 
that when he finished, he was like, I'm going to leave the room for about 10 minutes and let you collect yourself. I'll be back in 10 minutes. He Actually, what he was doing was going and masturbating. Yeah, well, I think he was doing that when he had his hand in my ass. I was like, "What's taking so long back there?" It's like when it's like when you watch a porn video with your friends in the hotel, and you're like, mm, "I'm getting a little sleepy." Yeah, I'm, I'm tie tie. So uh, he leaves. I immediately am texting my first wife. I'm texting everyone. I'm like, "A guy just got a prostate check. A guy just put his hand in my ass." He comes in ten minutes later with my urine results, and he's like, "Oh, you had a little bit of blood in your urine. It's just a urinary tract infection." I'm like, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute." So we could have waited 10 more minutes to get the results of the urine and not had you put your fucking hand in my ass. And he's like, yeah, I mean, but you know, we need to cover all the bases. It's like, that's the difference when you're a little boy turning into a man and you think all doctors know what's up. Right. And then you get older and you're like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Why don't we not do that thing you're suggesting? Right. So that's my traumatic similar story. It's not quite like being swabbed in the old PP, but. Well, I've had that. I mean, I'm 54, so I've had the prostate exam quite a few times starting when I was 40. And mm. uh, I would say the first time I was real freaked out about it. I was like, oosh. But I had this old doctor, and he was like, look, dude, I do this every day. You know, this is nothing for me. I know it's something for you, but it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. And I have to say, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, the, it, the, all of the leading up to it was pretty rough. Right. But when right. it happened, it was like, it. and I, I don't want to have it. I don't want to, you know, I don't look forward to it happening, but it's not that big of a deal. It's, it is weird. There's some weirdness to it. And there's like just, you know, stink, poop stink. Dude, somebody just texted. That they got a hernia exam and the guy wasn't wearing gloves. Have you heard this joke? You're you're on uh you get shipwrecked on an island and uh with Cindy Crawford. It was Cindy Crawford, but that's how old the joke is, like when Cindy Crawford was like okay. the hot ticket. So who would it be now? Uh uh whoever the fuck? Scarlett Johansson. Mm. I don't even know. Who are the new hot people? I don't even fucking Gal Gadot, know. maybe. Gal Gadot, yeah, yeah, right on. But still not as hot as, let's just stick with Cindy Crawford because she was hot <laughs> for me. So okay. you get so you get shipwrecked and so you're on the island and, and you know one thing leads to another and you guys eventually start, you know, having sexy times together. And then one day- Go on. And then one day you're like, hey, do you mind if I uh, draw a little mustache on you? And she's like, <laughs> I guess- and draw a little mustache and go, hey, guess who I've been having sex with? It's a joke. Oh, I don't get it. Like you tell your, you know, you want to tell somebody that you're having sex with Cindy Crawford. Ah, uh, so you're telling her, but she's a different person because you drew a mustache. Right. It's not that you want to pretend that she's a guy, except just that you want to. Except you kind of do. <laughs> well, you do, but you don't want to have sex with the guy. You just want to <laughs> tell the guy that you're having sex with Cindy Crawford. Right. That's... That's like a nice joke. That's a nice, quaint joke. Have you watched this Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, oh, yet? It's the best. It's the best sports documentary I've ever seen in my life. Have you watched all of it? I don't. I never wanted to end. No, I got three more. I got uh, three more episodes. Dude, I watched it. All. I started watching it at like midnight, and I just watched it until it was done. I think I watched it until like was it ten or twelve episodes, whatever it was. I didn't stop. It's ten. No, it's addictive. I, I fall asleep to it every night, and then I, I was telling my wife, I was like. 
I'm fucking dreaming about Scottie Pippen all goddamn Dude. night because I'm falling asleep watching this shit and I'm just dreaming about the Bulls. How amazing is Scottie Pippen? How amazing is Michael Jordan? Amazing. I, I didn't know what to think about Michael Jordan until that doc and I was like, I love this guy. I've always been fascinated by him because I was obsessed with him when I was a kid and then when he played baseball, he played for the Birmingham Barons. So it was this really strange time where he was the biggest athlete in the world and we would go pay like $2 to see him shittily play baseball. Crazy. But he's always been really fascinating. Here's the deal, man. He's a stone cold fucking killer, bro. I know. He's a champion and he doesn't give a fuck. Does they give any shits, dude? He still doesn't either. I was like happy to see him. He doesn't ever do interviews either. So to see him like he's having that cocktail and he's just telling it. Dude, how about when they're handing him the fucking iPad and he's like, oh, let me check this shit out. And he's just laughing. He's like, yeah, that ain't the way it went down. He's like, you can show me anything you want, but I know that guy's full of shit. Right. He's talking about the guy, he's talking about the guy ah. that walked off and didn't shake his hand. Because that's the other thing, too, is like, ah. he's so principled about sportsmanship. He hated that shit, man. And he just, he didn't even want to win. He wanted to crush. So it's so fascinating to see all that. How about him just being hated by everybody because he was yeah. so, like, such a dominant. But here's the thing. He fucking did it. He was the, he's the champion. No doubt. He's, he was the leader. He was the one scoring all the points. Even when they moved into that triangle thing and he became a little more of a team player, he still was all about the team. When they got Rodman, they hated Rodman. The Bulls hated Rodman because he was, on, he, he was an asshole. And when he came on the team, they were like, how did, you got, how did he fit in with, with you and Scottie Pippen? They're like, like a fucking hand in a glove. Because right. that's when they started <laughs> right. winning. They didn't right, give a right. shit. You're right. Because they, they, they just wanted results. They just wanted they to win. They didn't care. Yeah, at any cost. At any cost. Well, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because you need to watch the rest of it. But there, I, there's some stuff I want to talk about that happens okay. later. Um, it, it reminded me of a guy that you know, but it reminded me of Lance Armstrong. It's like the, the kind of same. guys you could put in that category are Lance, MJ, and uh, I mean, who else could you even put? Like Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods, for sure. Uh, and no, uh, no, no. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is that way. 100%. I don't know who that is. Who's he's that? The, he's the the guy who's got the most passing yards of any quarterback in history. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. I was watching Bo, him. Bo Jackson. I was watching him uh, warm up one day, uh, getting ready to watch a Saints game. I love the Saints. And um, and I was just looking at his eyes, and I realized this dude is the most terrified person on the football field. He was so terrified of missing a pass or – not getting the play right or not reading the field right. All he was doing was, and I realized that's what makes great everything is the fear of failure. And he's got it. I love it. I love the Steelers. That's a great team as well. But you're like the Packers because that's where Corey's family's from, right? Right, right. And uh, yeah, that's my son's a Packers guy and my ex-wife's Packers. So that's my team. Uh, but I do, I love the Saints. They're a great team. There's a lot of great teams. Uh, Kansas City's got a great team right now. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in the fall. I hope I hope they play games, even if nobody's there. Because I don't give a fuck. I watch them on TV the way they're supposed to be watched. I don't give a fuck about the crowd. The way they're supposed to be watched. Dude, I went to my first pro football game last season. It was not fun. Really? Oh, it was sort Well, here's what happened. It's a long story, but I I fucking drove all the way to fucking New Mexico and then drove back and something about driving up to altitude and then driving back fucked up my ears. And then the next week and I went to that game and my ears were all fucked up. 
Uh, it was not a good situation. We went to a, um, a Titans game here because Isabel won some tickets for, through her job, and mm. we had a fucking blast, dude. We didn't know anything about it. We didn't really care how it, who was winning. What do you think about the fun. humanity in in the stadiums? Uh, well, that was almost more interesting than the game, dude. Just it, watching it, watching it, people relate to it. Just very very drunk people too. Very drunk. Worse than a concert, dude. It just remind. I was like, oh, this is what it was like in the Roman times with the gladiators. Oh yeah, total Colosseum vibe. Total Colosseum vibe. And I was like, and everybody's got their jerseys. So it was Packers versus the, the Cowboys. So everybody's got their jerseys and everybody's like rah, rah for their team. I'm like, you know, this is just a football game, right? I mean, I love football. I love it. I love the Packers. I love the Cowboys. They had a great team too. Guess what I'm not getting that excited about? <laughs> Are you waiting for the answer? Yeah. I'm not getting excited about a fucking football game. Right. Unless I'm fucking the dude from Uncut Gems and I've bet $100,000 on the football game. Unless you're fucking Adam Sandler, you're not going to get excited about football. I no. Understand. I don't like football. I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That reggae joke, we used to do a thing where we wouldn't go on stage until we had all done a round of I don't like reggae, I love it. And everyone had to put a unique spin on it. Dude, that was a fun tour. That was, that was a, a fun tour. That was a fun tour. I miss I miss touring. I miss playing live. Dude. I just well, I don't know if I could talk about it. I'll talk about it on the secret weekly. We would have been playing shows together last week if the world had been normal. I know we would have been, we would have been on the road. I always see all the shows that uh, pop up that have been canceled. I'm like, ah, that would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been our first tour that we'd done in in probably in a years. Couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and would it would have been fun hanging out with Wayne and oh well. Soon we're bringing it up to the half hour mark here on I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. We're about to kick it to the Secret Weekly. You want to tell the good folks what the Secret Weekly is real quick before we split there? So we have a Patreon account. And if you're tired of just getting all that free content here on Instagram or listening to the podcast for free, which is available. Uh, and if you just want to watch it for free or listen to it for free, but you're, you're like, you know what? You know what would make me enjoy this even more is if I could give these guys some of my hard-earned doleros. <laughs> well, you can do it. You can go to patreon.com backslash IOK and become a Patreon subscriber today. And what you get is you get Lots of gooly, cool shit. Get lots of goo. But the thing you get the most that's really cool is you get this access to the Secret Weekly, which is a little mini podcast we do every week, twice a week, actually. It's not long. It's like five, ten minutes at the most. And uh, you get access to that. But you also get some other stuff. So check it out. Patreon.com backslash IOK. You can also check out Clint's other podcast, Metal Up Your Podcast. You can check out my podcast, Song Club. You can go check out all. You can check out out all our social media. Uh, if you're not following Clint, follow him. Follow his metal up your podcast. Uh, follow our IOK Instagram thing. Rate and review us on iTunes, dude. I've got to check. Here's the thing: you guys are at home. You got time. Do it. You goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. All right, peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>